Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. at my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com. To get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And, as always, I am glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or maybe it's just winding down, or maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're walking, maybe you're cooking, maybe you're in bed, I don't know what you're doing. But... Me. And I am glad for that. Woke up this morning with no desire to drink. I'm grateful for that. Our big book tells us on page. Don't yell at me. I'm finding it. Don't hound me about page numbers. I'm getting there. Page 85. Right in the middle. First full paragraph on page 85. It is easy. Not difficult to do this. It's very easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. This is why I'm so grateful for the way I went through the big book by subject that I really understand what they're talking about here. When I was confused about what was alcoholism, this made no sense. It's all tangled up. But I'm still miserable, but I'm still, I still have fears, but I'm still angry sometimes, but I'm still, it just didn't make any sense. Now it makes complete sense. It means if I keep in fit spiritual condition, the main part of the alcoholic problem is in an arrested state, rendering the secondary physical part of alcoholism inconsequential. I'm like a person with a peanut allergy with no interest in eating peanuts.
not sick or struggling because of my peanut allergy. But it says, it's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action. And I have to, I have to, but I want to, turn back to page 58, 59. I'm going to read 58, I'm going to read 59, and then I'm going to read what I read again. Page 58, second sentence. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Page 59, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Now to page 85. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action. And I wanted to read all that because I wanted to point out that going to a meeting is not in and of itself part of that program. It's just not. Going to meetings and listening to people talk about the problem is not the big book's solution. Going to meetings and listening to people in and of itself is not it's not one of the steps. None of the steps are go to a meeting every day. Now, if I'm going to meetings to practice step 12, that's one thing. But if I'm just going to meetings just to go to meetings, it's just not part of the program that's in the big book. Now, just so you know, I go to about seven meetings a week. So I'm all about meetings. They're a very valuable part of my life. They are an endless opportunity to practice getting out of self and trying to be of service. My friends are there. I care about them. I feel morally obligated to try to be there for people who are still battling alcoholism. But I'm not in and of itself. sold at all on the idea of just going to meetings as part of the program. In the big book, it's not part of the program. You can say, well, when the big book came out, there weren't a bunch of meetings. That's true. 
And roughly 75% of those people stayed sober. I mean, that strengthens what I'm saying. Spiritual program of action is something I started practicing when I opened my eyes today. I woke up with a mental rifle. If there were any selfish thoughts, I just eliminated them quickly. Turned my attention, with God's help, to what he would have me be. Just not afraid. I expressed myself in my home, honestly, in a straightforward manner, with love, compassion, patience. I got up. I thought, would it be loving for me to exercise today? Yeah, it'd be loving for everyone in my life. It'd be loving for me. Yeah. So I got up. Wasn't in the mood to. Doesn't matter. It's one of those thoughts I just eliminated. That's nice. That's nice that you feel that way, I said, putting on my tracksuit. <laughs> on and on and on. I'm, I'm, the point I'm making is I am, I had an analogy um, that my friend Yasmin came up with. I shared about it on here, where step three which is the hub of the wheel, all the, it's the keystone, all the other steps are spokes coming back to this idea of step three, living in step three, turning my will over to God. And Yasmin said, step three is like jumping rope. You don't stop doing it. Imagine somebody jumping rope and every time they jump up, they say, where is God now? How about now? How can I demonstrate God's will now? And how about now? It doesn't ever become stagnant. It doesn't ever become irrelevant. It goes on on page 85 to say, right after I read what I read, Every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. Thy will not might be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. This is in step 10. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It's the proper use of the will. For a long time in early sobriety, I, this was a separate issue for some reason for me mentally. It was like... God's will was in this box over here, and then like my relationship's over here in a different box. It's separate. Or my work is over here. That's different. Like, that's real life. Some bullshit like that. Like, God's over here, and then like my work is like over here, and then my relationship's over here in this compartment. It's not like that. Where is God in my relationship? Where is God in my workplace? Am I jumping rope at home? I'll give you an example. If I'm like, you know, I don't have patience to listen to this. I'm not jumping rope. Or I don't want to say 
I don't want to share with the person I've chosen to be with how I'm feeling. To me, that's not jumping rope. To me, maybe you disagree. The point is, is that this idea of where is God in this? Where is God in that? How can I demonstrate God in each situation? is different for every person in every moment of every day. So it's just not my place to tell anybody else how to jump rope or what they should be doing or where they should be going. My job is to do my very best with what I know right now and to try to jump rope in my own life wherever I am. When I'm driving, when I'm in a meeting, if I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm on my cell phone, to me, I'm not jumping rope. Why? Because I'm only thinking about me. I'm not thinking about the fact that people see me, they're watching me. I'm making myself more important than the person who's talking. I'm not really actively listening. And there's a lot there. This is just me. I'm very aware of whenever I am in a meeting, making it about me and not the person talking, I'm not jumping rope. I'm aware of that. And this is where, like, my ego wants to come in and, like, defend itself. Well, but sometimes, like, you gotta, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I hear you and all, but it's like, new generation, bro. It's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta check on stuff. I gotta scroll Instagram during a meeting. It's like, I got people, I mean... <laughs> I am not innocent in anything I talk about, but I continue to sincerely want to get better. And I am minimally aware of the fact that I'm not jumping rope when I do that. There are people I, I go to in-person meetings with. It takes a lot of willpower for me, actually, to jump rope because they're funny. And I'm sitting next to them, and I was an asshole in school, and I want to act out. I want to make jokes, I want to, and I will at times do that. It takes a lot of willpower for me to just listen and stay focused. And generally, I do pretty good, but not perfect. But my point to all this is jumping rope doesn't stop. Practicing step three doesn't stop. It's an endless program of vigorous action. That's the vigorous action. What page is that on, bro? I'm glad you asked. It's on a little page I like to call... 63, at the very bottom. Last paragraph on 63. Right after we express 
make this decision to turn our will over to God as best we can. Then next, we launched out on a course of vigorous action. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program. Those who don't recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. It's easy to let up on the program of, of action. Next, we launched in the course of vigorous action. So to me, it's very plain. I am to try to jump rope all day. Where is God now? How about now? That's very different than like having busy work to do, where you just write out a bunch of stuff and then kind of do whatever you want and then go see your sponsor and read it to them. Step three is nonstop action. I'll read one more thing. It is on, it's in working with others. And it's on a little page called 93, last paragraph, about halfway through. To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. The course of vigorous action. Where's God's will in this? How can I demonstrate? How can I align my will with God's will now? That's a better way to put it. How can I align my will with God's will now? How about now? Usually it's just, for a long time anyways, it was just, what is not God's will? It's still that, quite a bit. That's enough. Where is God's will? It's not there. Okay, then go right. Where is God's will? I don't know. Is it left? Definitely not. Okay, then go right. All right, we'll, I'll close it up today with a little thing from More Sarcastic Daily Meditations. My personal favorite, September 25th. And if you're in a toxic relationship, <laughs> the other person is toxic, not you. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of myself. How annoying is that? Hardy, hard, hard. You're so funny, bro. Well, if anybody needs to hear it, I will say that everything's okay. And I meet with a bunch of people. And I meet with my modeling crew, some hand models, some calf models, and some other like full body and face models like myself. We're gonna go have breakfast at this bougie place talk about hashtag model life how it's not easy how it's you know the struggle's real struggle's real <laughs> it's nice though because I never have to pay because they just look at me and they're like dude we got this I'm like are you sure they're like is there anything else I can do for you no appropriately no Muffin on your tab, that would be fine. Alright, I'm out of here. <laughs> we have an amazing rest of your weekend. <laughs>
I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope you do.